Welcome back to another kind of funny screencast breakdown. This time we're doing weekly breakdowns of Loki season two. Want to give, of course, a major shout out to the boys, Cameron Kennedy and Carter Harrell for once again, killing it with the, the intro. Best. You gotta love it. You really, really do. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by my very good friend, Matt Rohrbeck from the Untitled Movie Podcast. Yo, Tim, it feels like we've time slipped into the work from home era again. Because it, yeah, exactly. I thought it's I'd a, be a floating. Weird. I thought I'd be a floating head in that beautiful studio, but uh, that's okay. Maybe next time. Maybe next time we'll make that happen for sure. We're having some tech issues at the studio, so today we have to be uh, working from home, unfortunately. But uh, at the same time, Barrett made this shit look hot as hell. Oh yeah. So I'm Absolutely. not even really gonna complain. I mean, about uh, but it also again, shout out to to Roger uh, for working on the the uh, set assets for for Loki because uh, oh, yeah. this is this will be a nice preview of what the the full set will look like once we get back in there. Because I just I just took like a thing that he made and just made it a background uh, super simple and easy but it's going to be a hot set i'm really excited for that yeah it's going to be good uh we're going to be doing weekly breakdowns of this show all six episodes um and my goal is just like we did with secret invasion kind of have a rotating cast of people kind of come in episode by episode maybe some people from kind of funny maybe some people outside of kind of funny but we're just having fun with it and then of course do not fret everybody the entire mcu and review crew of me nick Andy and Greg will reunite for MCU in review, ranking, reviewing, and recapping the entire season uh, against the rest of the, the Marvel Studios project. So you can look forward to that in a few short weeks. And uh, speaking of in review, we're doing Saw in review right now. Uh, we just put out episode six, which is wild. And even wilder is our entire crew is still absolutely in on this wild journey. Hell Matt, yeah. <laughs> I know that you're a huge Saw fan. Are you? Yeah as shocked as i am that like joey and nick are just and even andy are like as down to cloud as they are i absolutely am i've been following along and i've been loving it it's great um i've been re-watching them as well i kind of jumped ahead i did watch saw 10 i'll leave that for when you guys see saw 10 but um i'm surprised at how much i'm loving re-watching them as well because i was like you where i remembered some of them being kind of shitty some of them kind of being like eh, whatever but re-watching them like week by week like this i'm loving it i'm loving that everyone's loving it it's uh I love that franchise. It's so stupid, but in the best way, um, it, it's the best. It it truly, truly is. You can check all that stuff out. The same places you can find this show, youtube.com slash kindoffunny and roosterteeth.com as videos. But if you want the audio forms, you're going to have to look in different places for those. You go to your favorite podcast service. You type kind of funny screencast, you'll get this show. You type kind of funny in review, you'll get that show. I recommend you do both of those things. And while you're doing that, search for the Untitled Movie Podcast, and then you get Matt's show. So there you Thank go. You. you subscribe, you like this, you give the five stars, everybody is happier. But if you want to make me even happier, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go. We're, for just a few measly dollars, you can get the shows live as we record them. You can get them ad free. You get a whole bunch of bonus content and you get to be a Patreon producer like James Hastings, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, and Nathan Lamothe. Thank you also very, very much. Today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays, Rocket Money, and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. We got to talk about it. The first season two of a Marvel Studios project, the follow-up to debatably the best Marvel Studios TV show so far. I think that it is. I think it's between I WandaVision would... and this. I think that some of the highs of WandaVision were higher. But overall, Loki is my favorite of the shows. Very excited to get into this one. Little a preamble here. I've only seen episode one. We're going to get full into spoilers and everything on episode one. But Matt has seen the first four episodes. So real quick, I want to start with you. 
I want your thoughts overall of what you've seen of Loki, spoiler-free, completely, from two through four, but just overall, how are you feeling about uh, Loki season two? Uh, to steal a certain catchphrase from a fast food restaurant, uh, I'm loving it, Tim. Uh, I'm absolutely it's the wrong loving fast food it. restaurant. Uh, <laughs> We're getting the McDonald's <laughs> references in this one. Yeah, that's exactly it. I said, I'm oh my it. god, I fucked up. I'm an idiot. Tim, what the hell, bro? What, what, <laughs> what, what fast food place do you think was I'm loving it? Would you guys fucking believe that right now I have Twitter pulled up and Danny O'Dwyer just tweeted about uh, the Burger King? a documentary about the making of the burger king games and i was looking at that and i just had the stupidest mind connection i'm disappointed man I, you should be everyone should be disappointed i like <laughs> i thought you i down. was going I crazy. you down i'll let everybody down i am so sorry i'm so sorry no, no, no. continue it's good no i i think this is funny because i think it's been a while since i've been on kind of funny i think the last time i was on was for the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness spoiler free review and then before that was everything everywhere all at once yes. so i think it's funny that you only bring me back for marvel multiverse movies or multiverse movies featuring ki hui kwan or both mm -hmm. of those together so i think that's funny. oh yeah um but i absolutely love these four episodes i won't touch on anything i've seen in episodes two uh, through four, just because I want everyone watching this, they're going in thinking that we're going to just talk spoilers on episode one. Uh, but I am absolutely loving it. Uh, all four episodes, I think, were pedal to the ground, nonstop, just exhilarating and thrilling. Um, I think it has some of my favorite time travel elements in TV. I, I said I saw that um, some other people were talking about this too, but it reminded me of Lost, all the good parts of Lost Ooh. and the time travel stuff of Lost that I really love. And Lost is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, I think. I think it it ends at a point in those four episodes where I could not wait uh, for the last two, which I think is a really, really good sign. And, you know, I'm very privileged to be able to see those four episodes early. Uh, but when that fourth episode ended and I realized I had to wait until November for the next new episode, uh, it was excruciating. So I'll leave it at that for I'm just very awesome. thrilled. I agree with you that I think Loki is the best Marvel Studios uh, TV show. And I think it was up there with WandaVision. I'm right there with you, Tim. But after these four episodes, I think it kind of cements it as clearly Whoa. the best Marvel Studios show. And I love WandaVision's, you know, episodic nature, the style and everything like that. But uh, I personally, I just absolutely loved these four episodes and I loved everything about them. But I'll, more about episode one I'll get into right now, but that's my overall thoughts on the all four episodes. I very pleased, especially after things like Secret Invasion and Quantum Mania, and you know a mixed bag phase four and beginning to phase five. But uh, I'm thrilled that I love this because I want to love MCU stuff, and I haven't really had that like strong passion for it for a while. It's been on and off certain things. I've I've loved certain things. I've been disappointed with, but I'm so glad I like these four episodes. Uh, as for episode one, um, I think I love that it answers questions right away while setting up like brand so now new full mysteries. spoilers, everybody. Yeah, just to be full clear, spoilers. episode I'll one. I'll still give full overall spoilers. thoughts, and then once yeah. you get into yours, we can dive deeper into stuff. But I love that it answers questions of like, you know, where was Loki at the end of season uh, one, and immediately, okay, he's in the past instead of an alternate timeline or something like that. I love that it sets up new mysteries of like, where, why is Sylvie there at the end? Who's ringing on the phone? Who's uh, who purged him from the timeline at the end? Um, things like that. Like, I think the uh, it sets up really amazing stakes for the multiverse saga while still feeling really singular to this Loki story. Like, I think this show is doing the best job of making me 
invested in the multiverse saga while it's not shoving like shared universe stuff down our throats it's just really setting up the stakes of what could happen what could be coming making kang feel like a real threat even though he's not like a huge presence in the show like physically yet but he uh his presence is felt throughout all of it and it's made me more scared of him now than i was in quantum mania or you know since the end of loki season one um and i think they set him up really well as like a thanos level threat in this and in talking about the stakes of like for the greater good should you commit this mass almost like genocide to be like well it's going to be even worse if we don't purge those timelines and i think that's similar to thanos you know killing half the universe thing but setting up in a clear way that i never really got deep into i think the cinematography and the look of the show they doubled down on like that film grain kind of like textured look and i i'm so thrilled because again after some of the more digital cg looking marvel stuff like i think that's such a clever way of kind of hiding some of that and making it all feel cohesive and then you lead to the production design and they have actual real sets that they have fantastic camera work through that you actually feel like they're somewhere instead of just standing in front of green screen the music sound design is great mm. um i could go on and on man like i think uh, hiddleston and wilson together are just such a great team it's genuinely funny um the new additions to the cast are amazing rafael casal from blind spotting is fantastic kihue kwan is amazing um i was just so thrilled with all of this and uh i i'm surprised that we really didn't even get renslayer or victor timely or miss minutes or even really sylvie in this first episode but it still felt like this epic kind of grand scale that i haven't really felt like on these marvel shows in a while where like this whole episode just because it was pedal to the metal like exhilarating from the moment it starts and it picks up right at the end of season one um i was just surprised at the epicness, especially of this whole episode. So I, I love this first episode. I loved all four. Sorry, I'm going on long, but go ahead. No, I great. haven't even talked. I haven't talked to you at all. So I'm curious at your thoughts. Dude, I'm right there with you, man. I used yes. the word thrilled. And I, I feel like that's kind of uh, where I'm at. I am thrilled to be this into uh, MCU show. I, similar to you, I think, lean towards the wanting to like the MCU stuff and even the bad stuff like Secret Invasion. Uh, yeah. Trying to find the things that I like about it. And there was a lot of... I'd say quality ideas in that show. Yeah. Uh, but then I feel like it's connections to the MCU at large were what really made us look at it and be like, I don't know about this. And like some of the choices just felt like outright bad. Whereas with Loki, specifically this being the season two, I love that it clearly feels like there is the overall threat to the universe, but it is very much a follow-up to the storyline that we had in season one and this being the first season two it being the follow-up to the show that we liked the most i feel like it gives them uh, a lot of room to just get wild with it and play within their own rules and break their own rules so the time travel stuff which we've seen in mcu before a couple times yeah. now in different ways uh the multiverse stuff is just getting more and more out there and more like hard to understand and decipher i feel like them introducing the tva and it's like time works different here they like that's something we know from uh season one for episode one of season two to immediately kind of play with that and break it and be like but what if it didn't <laughs> you know i love that they're like really like tripling down on what like you're saying answering the questions of oh he was in the past then immediately i start thinking through what does that mean like what's the ramifications for that to loki and the cast of characters here but also to the whole mcu and to 
the multiverse saga, Secret Wars, all of that down the line, Kang Dynasty. Um, but my favorite thing, and you you're saying this as well, is how well they built the fear of Kang um, without him actually being in this episode or anything. But Tom Hiddleston, if he hasn't already, he now officially will go down as an all-timer in casting and superheroes where Absolutely. I think that he has hit that point that he is in that Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, like Tom Hiddleston's Loki, like that hair flip. We like he's one of the OGs, up. man. He's, we forget he's been around since this like third MCU movie. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And he's been in so many projects. And uh, last night when I was watching on Disney Plus, it does the whole like, like keep watching more Loki stuff. And it showed a thumbnail of Thor 1. And it's like little baby Hiddleston. And it's just yeah. funny to see like, damn, man, like he's been in this thing for so long. And and in different versions, different variants of, of Loki. And this being the original one, actually, that we're like following through is so so fun and i think they've done such a good job even in just this first episode of setting up multiple mysteries that i actually feel like they're going to answer you know like it's not the type of like oh that's really interesting what's gonna happen and then nothing happens or the thing that happens is very stupid i feel like they've already seeded us with enough to be like okay who's calling on the phone who's the one that pruned him what is like going on here but they also set up the the concept that the time travel in the tva now works in the way that as you're actively talking to someone going back in time and talking to them can change their future which is not how things used to work uh outside the tva in the marvel universe right that's interesting because i i see what you're saying and i almost didn't perceive it in that way and i i do i see it as it always happened and he wasn't remembering it until uh you know it would happen what i thought of is like ob's been down there for 400 years i go i can't remember what happened to me like True. last week if i saw a movie last week it's hard for me to like remember details of it um three days later so i thought of it as like something you know this guy shows up for two seconds does all this stuff he built this thing and then he disappears right away and then obi goes up along his life and goes that was really strange and I, but i know it's a big enough conversation that that is something that probably would have stuck with him but i took it more that he just didn't remember it until then and because it's our loki's this is where time travel stuff gets very always uh, always and i know they poke fun at it but um i like how they handle it with the rest of the characters of their memories were wiped so that stuff all really did happen it's just kang wiped their memories multiple times so owen wilson doesn't remember or you eugene is the other guy's character or is that his actor's name i forget but you know at the beginning where he smashes the thing at uh, at the center oh and it leaves the yeah. crack and stuff like that i like the stuff that like that stuff always happened and certain characters just didn't remember it because their memories got wiped but the ob1 I just had a different read on it, but that's interesting that you thought it actually changed their future in that moment. Yeah, and I could totally be wrong. Uh, I just watched the episode once and the way that they edited it, I was so into that I feel like yeah, I might've totally. lost some of the, the finer details because I loved the cutting between the two different uh, timelines oh, uh, throughout the episode, but specifically that whole scene. And just the way that some of the dialogue was uh, backing up what i'm talking about where mm -hmm. just like talking about like the tva the whole hypothetically what if the tva did have time so that's why i'm like okay maybe there is something going on there but there's also something about obi that his character is so interesting there's two simultaneous things obi being an interesting character of like what's really going on with him and then there's the that character that's uh the the breastfeeding aunt from game of thrones 
Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, God, uh, she's, yeah, one of the commanders or whatever, right? Like um, Her vibe, her and uh, Rafael Casals. <laughs> yeah, back a little and head forth, touch. Some, uh, something about that. I, I, I just yeah. like it. It's, it's a mystery without an explicit, like, what's in the box type thing going mm. on. And I just feel like this episode had so many elements that are, just, like, getting me thinking where it's fun to have a show that I feel like has multiple things we can theorize on that the the answer doesn't have to be and then Doctor Strange shows up. Yeah. You know, it can it can be like type of theories of like, oh no, it's just potentially interesting storytelling among these characters that don't need to be outside of this show. They could be in the show because I love Owen Wilson's Mobius so damn much. Yeah. You just want him to get that jet ski so bad. One day um, he will. He will. He will. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's what I meant by like this show doing such a good job at feeling like it, it's an integral part of the multiverse saga and this shared universe storytelling. But really, the strongest parts of the show are about the characters in the show and this version of Loki and the people that you're talking about and the mysteries for this show. And if that happens to have bigger consequences for the MCU that's great but it doesn't have like what you're saying of going oh is this person going to show up next week is Thor going to be in in the show or anything like that like that shit almost doesn't matter because they're doing such a good job at making you care about Mobius and other people go ahead <laughs> having said that let's go fucking off the rails here yeah. I did see uh, a theory on on Twitter today that um the post credit scene of this episode the location of that McDonald's I in the did 80s see that too. Yeah. is uh in the comics the location of new asgard uh where thor builds it and there's rumors of a, a loki thor reunion here of some sort i do not think we're getting that and i also don't think we need it but i do like that hey there are breadcrumbs there that could add up to something cool and worst case it gets us a sweet ass 1980s mcdonald's that oh hit yeah. me so hard to see dude same man like just <laughs> seeing that and remember the solarium kind of yeah and, uh, like play places and stuff like and that and anyone who anyone who talks shit about product placement i'm like it, who cares like we have mcdonald's in real life who cares if a scene takes place at a mcdonald's i love it um uh, hey uh, but yeah I, i'm with you with the chris hemsworth thing of showing up as thor or that being new asgard i guess because i was thinking i'm like wait new asgard he already set up but i'm like wait that's a, a split timeline they i like that too and where they show you the year and then they go uh like split timeline kind of thing yep. showing you that you're on a different timeline yeah i think i mean he did do that voice cameo that they cut for uh, uh throg. throg yeah throg in the first season right so like never say never but um i i don't think we'll get that i just think it's maybe too distracting but i know they want to build up to probably a reunion between the two characters so like that but i see that happening in a movie maybe not i show, totally but, agree yeah, yeah. yeah it's just fun fun little things no i uh, i'm with you but going back to kind of the the fear of it all, that my favorite line from this episode was Loki just being like, "I was at the end of time, and I met a man. Oh God, and that I line think is awesome. he's right." Yeah, I wrote <laughs> the line just, down. It's like we got to the man at the end of time, and he made sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's dude. fucking awesome. Oh man, it's just so cool because it it just puts everything into context of how scared this Loki is and also I love this episode just starting with him running away from them like moments after this like to think of the headspace that this character is in after what he just saw mm -hmm. is so wild and I think that they they know and I love that they they literally hit the ground running with it and to have him explain it to the other characters and for the other characters to get it 
right for the most part like even the the tva that are kind of like the more like that boardroom of people the war room that war room was cool yeah yeah very cool i liked it even they were like i we gotta kind of listen to this and like let's send everyone after sylvie i guess like it's there's just every plot in this i am intrigued by I absolutely agree. And like, I, I think they're doing even the reveal that Renslayer and, and Kang were kind of together, which was oh. a big theory that everyone knew, right? Like, and we get like those little tidbits of when Loki's, you know, time splitting, which also the look of the time splitting is really cool. Also reminds me of uh, Into the Spider-Verse and, and stuff like that, too. So I'm like, there might be, I think they're all building up to something. I don't know. Um, but because that design of that is very, very similar. But yeah, the reveal of Renslayer there. And yeah, just seeing that threat and that everyone's on edge and their whole world has been shattered too because you have the head of the timekeeper robot on the table and things like that. Like they're doing such a good job at making everyone feel scared of what yep. could happen. And even explaining some of the, you know, uh, the multiverse rules and how it all works. Like to explain the temporal loom thing and that kind of hourglass device. I think they did the best job here of going, oh yeah, there's multiple time streams and this device puts them all into one sacred timeline. And even seeing that sequence and how Loki had to be split from time and like ripped back with that kind of harpoon thing. I think it's just like really cool elements of the multiverse that they're doing a really good job for even like casual viewers of sort of, I mean, there's a lot going on, like you mentioned with all this multiverse stuff, but I think they're doing a good job of like grounding it in this world and kind of explaining how it all works. But yeah, it, it it's awesome. I totally agree. I want to keep talking about that, but after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kinda Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they 
will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use the code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. You know, it's funny you say that because I think that Loki was really our first foray into this multiverse of stuff yeah. in the MCU, right? Like then we started getting uh, Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home and, and uh, a bunch of other things. But this was kind of like our introduction to the sacred timeline as a concept. Um, I mean, I guess Avengers Endgame kind of like showed us like the splits sure. and stuff. But, but this is the first time that we really got that visualization of like the lines and like what it means and pruning them and all of that and so i feel like every other project we've kind of tried to apply the loki logic to mm -hmm. and when it doesn't add up it frustrates us because it's mm -hmm. like no but you told you we know what the answer is like why, why doesn't this work whatever and i feel like now with where we're at seeing this episode and seeing that the line and there's just branches covering the screen i think that is first off super cool second off yeah. to your point a great way to explain to the audience what's going on in to make something that's extremely complicated that literally no one understands into yeah. something that everyone can be like i get what's happening here and uh i'm just so blown away by how high quality the production design of the show is like that was the strength of season one and i feel like because it was so strong season two is able to have even more fun with how out there and wacky the time travel jargon gets because the production design kind of like helps back up the story of it all. And then you have an actor uh, like, uh, how do you say his name? It's K. K. Hui Kwan, I think. K. Hui Kwan, who just adds so much personality and makes everything seem, even things that don't make sense, he makes them seem like they make sense when he says them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, he's perfect. I mean, it is, you can see why and everything everywhere all at once brought him on it's almost too similar but like I, he's such a lovable person that like he just exudes like positivity and like he's just so perfect in that role and really feels like he'll be like an important part of this season right like and even to your point of the production design and like the look of the show and, and doubling down on that like i mentioned earlier like it really does look like the best looking marvel thing and it's everything from the the lighting to you know the sets that i mentioned 
Um, and even what you were mentioning too, the look of that time stream and going out and seeing that visual representation of the time stream and the split things like the show just has such a good, like visual language, even with the like soft, warm lighting on the upper, um, levels of the TVA. And then you go down into the basement. It's all that kind of, uh, crappy kind of harsh lighting where, where he is yeah. Yeah, fluorescent lights and stuff like that. Like it does have such a good visual language. And like, it's something I miss because like early MCU stuff, like even the early Iron Man movie shot on film by like a really good cinematographer Matthew Lee Batique and like you know the first little bit of Marvel movies I felt like had a really good look to them and then it's not that Marvel movies look bad but as we got kind of into the digital era and using the volume or using a ton of green screen like it's just something you know I've heard you talk about it Tim it's just something you got used to and you had to be like well it is what it is this is what these things are going to look like it's fine I'm here for the you know the story and the characters and things like that sometimes visuals look great but um, I, I'm so glad that this looks as good as it does and I think having that film grain and having that great production design and lighting just like really helps kind of separate it and feel like a premium like product that I feel like we haven't had in a little while like I it's go nice back... to have it for sure yeah yeah so anyways yeah it looks great yeah it, it really does um and it sounds great too you brought up the sound design and music earlier natalie holt continues to just absolutely the destroy the score of this like loki's score i think is up there like debatably top five if not mm -hmm. higher uh in the mcu where i just feel like it, it just doesn't miss there's so many different styles so many different themes that all hit and are all so uh variable in, in in being able to have like highs lows change the emotion based on uh the vibe of what's happening with the same melody and it just hits and it, it you you've used the word epic a couple times uh mm -hmm. to describe this episode and i feel like so much of that is backed up by the score adding to it all and adding to the experience of it all and making it feel grand uh making these characters feel like they they matter even more but um yeah I, i'm just i love that we're even just starting here with how good the score is because like if it's gonna be anything like season one it only goes up like there's only yeah. cooler and cooler uh moments to come yeah it'll absolutely pop off like my the one thing i loved is even where loki prunes the mural that reveals all the like the council of kangs or maybe it's just one kang and at, from different things and it sounds like the thx logo like i don't know if you oh yeah that. that exact sound i'm like that has to be intentional it's even little things like that that i'm like it does like that low THX logo is so epic. I remember anytime mm -hmm. seeing it before a movie and then even utilizing it something like there where it's revealed. I'm like, it, yeah, it just adds to the epicness of the entire thing. Um, I also wanted to touch on like how funny the show is at times too, even feeling like very serious and very, you know, uh, like epic and, and important and, and the fear of Kang and all this kind of stuff. But like Owen Wilson brings such like a, their pairing of this like odd couple kind of thing is so great. And even those few lines in the elevator about him time slipping or Owen Wilson writing skin question mark and dust on the Dude, thing was so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And I, I love it because it, it feels like, the good effortless type of comedy like i know yeah. it's really easy nowadays to like make fun of like mcu comedy for sure sitcom -y and stuff like for that. what it is right but i love this where like that elevator scene where even just the reveal that someone else was in the elevator with them uh but i like that the dialogue and the jokes don't get in the way of how serious it is it kind yeah. of just like makes it feel more organic between the relationship between mobius and loki but the lines of uh i, I don't need a he who remains i need a loki who remains it's just <laughs> 
awesome. And then immediately following that up with like, I have no memory of having my memory wiped. Yeah, like great line. It's just these dumb little things that like just move so quickly that like adds levity to a show that simultaneously, I feel like that levity allow uh, from Mobius allows Loki's lines about like he who remains to be even scarier. Like it, mm -hmm. it really kind of feels like in the same conversation, there, there, these characters are hearing each other, but they're like handling it in a very different way. I don't know. I'm really into that. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, the other thing, uh, talking about the other three episodes without spoiling anything that I just wanted to touch on that I didn't touch on before. Um, the one thing about, you know, he who remains and Kang that I still don't know if they're doing a great job of is like, I really did not love the post-credit sequences in Quantum Mania, like the Council of Kangs and even Victor Timely. And I feel like while they've done a really good job at setting up the threat of Kang, I just still am not convinced that this character is menacing enough or will be this big bad. Like every time I see this character or, or uh, you know, at the end, I felt like that scene was very parody Austin Powers, like one actor playing multiple roles. Like it didn't, I couldn't take it seriously. And I'd say in these episodes, it still didn't do a great job uh, convincing me that uh, I'm going to love Kang the Conqueror as a character. I like almost the idea of him more, but still two episodes to go and still a lot of the multiverse saga to go so i wanted to point that out as well as uh sylvie i in this episode we barely see her i like the stinger at the end i like the reveal in the elevator that she's at the tva what she's doing there kind of thing like when we know she's at this mcdonald's and and, and stuff like that i do think in the four episodes i've seen they haven't done a great job with her damn um, i love her I that feel, sucks i know i love her too man and that's why i was disappointed where I think they're using her more as like a plot device rather than like building on her character um, in these four episodes. And again, still two episodes to go. They could be saving her best stuff for the last two episodes. So I'm still kind of holding out hope there. And um, but those are the kind of two little things in those four episodes because I didn't touch on any kind of like negatives that I thought um, in the four episodes. But overall, like that stuff didn't bother me. Like how you know, we know Victor Timely is going to be in the series and like, uh, and Sylvie, you know, it was still serviceable enough where all the other stuff outweighed my little kind of nitpicks I had about those two elements. But um, I just wanted to kind of point those out as other two things that I wasn't super thrilled just to be kind of even on both sides. But again, I'm still cannot wait for those last two episodes. Yeah. Uh, earlier, you brought up the the skin tag that they that yeah. he did <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh i loved it because uh i didn't expect him to go to the future in the yes TV. and that was such a clever way of doing that yeah and uh, it's you know the throwaway thing he's kind of doing in the background and the moment it happens i like kind of popped off i was like oh shit they're doing it and loki immediately calls it out he's like oh shit we're in the future it's like they're they're gonna have some fun with this show and i feel like this was a great premiere for a season two because i i think if anything they just said we're about to have fun. You're going to want to strap in. This is going to be appointment viewing for the next couple of weeks. So really excited about um, all, all of that. Yeah, man. I'm absolutely there with you. It's the best. Um, so Sylvie. All right. She's here. She's trying to save Loki. What the hell's going on, man? Like what's going on? Who's calling? Who's pruning? Is it Loki in the future that's going to prune himself? Like how much fun are they going to have with this? How much sense is it going to make or not make? I don't know. And I know you can't say anything. I love that where I'm at right now, I don't really have too many like explicit theories. I do think that 
I imagine it's going to be Loki helping himself. Like, I, I think, I don't think it's somebody else helping um, and potentially Sylvie as well. Why is she back at the TVA? I don't know. Um, but I, I love where we're at now because I feel like there's enough questions for them to to answer in ways that could be satisfying for multiple characters. Yeah, I think those are all interesting questions. I think going back to my Lost comparison, and I said the best things about Lost, I think this show reminds me of Lost a lot with its time travel and you know the Dharma initiative in Lost reminds me a lot of the TVA. Um, the one thing I, I think... You know, I think it does take inspiration from that show, but that show got a lot of shit for not answering things and leaving things too long and extending things and having an episode about Jack's tattoo that was just pointless and, and stuff like that. I think this show has learned from shows like that, that, you know, you want to answer these things quickly and then set up new things to keep people engaged. So yeah and then the other thing this isn't a theory this was just uh i these motherfuckers knew exactly what they were doing and i don't know why they did it um there's the shot the long shot going into the temporal loom room going towards the door and as it gets closer and closer the camera to the door it zooms in on like a circle with an x on it and then it opens up and i literally <laughs> popped off and it i was like what the fuck are they doing here because it looks, looks exactly, exactly like xavier's like yeah <laughs> exactly like those doors and then it just opens and it wasn't i'm like that was very very weird because for a show with as amazing production design and well and like it like intentioned production design that felt weird that's interesting i never thought of that until you just brought it up but as you were describing it i'm like oh no i totally understand where you were go but i never thought that while i was watching it but that is very interesting and i wonder if they don't even realize that because i don't think they would include it if they thought they were hinting towards that or something yeah, like that because it doesn't to be make clear don't think they're hinting towards x-men no or anything no, no like that. Yeah, yeah but like it's a little weird how i had to Similar, rewind it yeah. to be like that's the fucking x-men door just a different color but anyways um trust you do you have any other any other thoughts you want to say before we close this out no, I mean, um, there's some really great moments coming up. There's some really disturbing moments coming up, too, that I was, like, really surprised by. Um, that uh, I for a show that is this fun and engaging and stuff like that, like, uh, on our show, we talked about it. Like, it does, the show does a really good job at setting things up and paying things off. And that's not just the mysteries, either. It's, like, pay attention to little things that they set up, devices, different things like that, because the show pays them off in really sometimes disturbing ways sometimes fun ways like um yeah it's i was surprised at how much i enjoyed this like i sound very very positive and i am very very positive because i do really love the mcu i love talking about stuff i love theorizing i love you know every single thing in the uh, infinity saga and i want this to be as engaging as that infinity saga was and i know we've had kind of our you know everyone's been a little hesitant even like your team tim like a lot of people have been waiting to watch these shows right and that's not at the point where i want to be i want this to yep. be appointment television where people are talking about this on x or twitter or wherever the hell people are nowadays and like having that hbo sunday night kind of vibe to it and i feel like that's been missing and i hope this show brings that because i do think it has those mysteries it does have that conversation starters um, I'm not seeing a lot of that with the Disney Plus stuff, even though they've moved up the times. But thank 
goodness they have, especially me on the East coast, like being 9 PM instead of three in the morning is wonderful. But, um, I'm so glad, like, it doesn't feel like we've been away from the MCU for a long time, but even starting this, like, um, oh, and one thing I wanted to bring up, I know you're a big fan of the Marvel Studios logos. There's some really fun ones coming up in the next oh, four episodes. Awesome. I did even... love that they let it play out because Secret Invasion did the, the super fast yes. version. And I did not like that. Um, I guess it suited that show. Um, I always love when they mess around with that stuff too. But um, the, in one of the episodes, and this isn't spoiler, they just use the classic Marvel Studios intro. And I, it was weird how that like made me feel nostalgic for a second. And I'm like, it hasn't been that long, but I'm like, the 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 normal theme and stuff like that but like yeah. i'm just it doesn't it feels weird going oh we're back but i'm like it's not like we've ever gone away but i like i <laughs> i'm thrilled to be like this excited about talking about the mcu again i love that as am i we're gonna do it each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny matt thank you for joining me where can people find you uh you can follow me on all those social at Matt Rohrbeck, and you can follow the Untitled Movie Podcast and Untitled Movie Reviews on all podcast services as well on YouTube. Uh, a good one-stop shop is just go over to Letterboxd and search for Untitled underscore movies. You can find all of our stuff over there. Hell yes, man. Thank you for joining me. Until Thanks next time, me. have a marvelous day. <laughs>